This is Heavy Hulk Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about Redskins news from the week, including news from the OTAs, players that we have signed, the injury report, on the Daryl Green's fourth Harry Hog Football Memorial episode. This is much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 what's up, John? Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Dude. Where's Josh? Dude, I know. Seriously, Josh, seriously. You are a loser, sir. Thank you, Fifth. Thank you, thank you. Man, we should have called Fifth. Uh... You got to give him notice because he's always yeah. he's always rolling somewhere. <laughs> he is rolling somewhere. We may call him in the middle of a of a roll. As a matter of fact, as we've done before, <laughs> he could be. A, wait, what was that place we went to with him? Uh, that burger place, Hellburger? No, he could be at Ray's Hellburger. Ray's Hellburger, yeah, one, two, three, or four, whichever one we went to. We passed one of them and we went to another one. I don't think either one was number one. He could be at Tyson's Corner. <laughs> in any event dudes welcome to uh episode 300 and daryl green of harry hog football that's the fourth memorial daryl green episode yes sir well done and say that reminds me that we, minds we you forgot what? we we failed to mention it last week what was all that mess that came out about daryl green being a cowboys fan Oh yeah, I think I think you touched on it, and I was just like, "What? What are you talking about?" Um, no, I forgot to say it on the podcast. We did, oh, we must have talked about it beforehand because uh, we did. I went back and read that finally when you sent me the link to that, and apparently his son is on the Cowboys right now. Hopefully, he's going to get cut. <laughs> yeah, I've never really wanted <laughs> Daryl Green's son to get cut until now. Until now, but Daryl Green's like, "I'm going to be wearing his jersey on Sundays," and it's like, "What?" Like, Say what? Well, it's a good thing he's not going to... Maybe Daryl Green knew that because he knows that he doesn't have a chance of making the team. Maybe. I mean, they showed him like he was, when he was on Carolina last year, and I think there was a picture of Daryl Green wearing his Carolina jersey, which is all right because Carolina really is kind of like Redskins offshoot in a way for all those fans down there. Or maybe. Or maybe. Dallas is falling for it, and we've actually got a spy. Yeah, we, ha- we have a... There, he is the mole. Could He's be. a smart kid. He went to UVA. You know, he might be as immortal. Maybe Daryl Green's sending him in. This the may be. This may be yet another uh, Alan the Bruce uh, piece of subterfuge, just like his dad used to do. Maybe sending Daryl Green's son in. Maybe. All I know is he needs to get cut and get picked up by another team other than the Cowboys, and then Daryl Green can root for him some more. Yeah, like. Uh... Anyone else? Any of the other 30 teams? Yes, sir. Or 31? Yes, sir. But... In any event... Yeah, uh, why do... Wait, wait. Mm. I got... I've done a whole 360 on this. You want to you you riff on this one? 
<laughs> Why would we send in a spy to a team that we already can sweep? Yeah, you know, say that minds me. I was at work the other day, and there was a, a, a young lady there, and she was wearing a Chris Cooley jersey. And somebody working there went, girl, you need to turn that jersey inside out. And I was like, and I immediately said, oh, you mean how, like how the Redskins turned the Cowboys inside out two times last year? And she, her jaw dropped. And I said, oh, do you hear that noise? <laughs> That's she right. was mad at me, but she was like, that was good. What was that she a Cowboys fan? She's a Cowboys fan. She was mad, but she was like, that was good. She she did a very good job of of not getting really mad at me because she <laughs> she's someone who could have very easily. <laughs> it was like I said it without even thinking. I was just like, oh, you mean blah 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 blah. Oh dang! And you know what Will would have said to her? You are a loser, sir. Poor ma'am. You he, are a loser, ma'am. He would have probably said, sir. He might have. It, it sounds better when he says "sir." And then open that, <laughs> and then open that jacket. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, episode three twenty eight here is a is a sponsored by our our new long term benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee. Mister Desmond has uh, been hooking us up for quite a time now. I'd say he's an esquire. And if you guys want to hook he us up with a little, uh, you know, something, something, a little scratch. You can go on our website and click the donate button on the PayPal link. That's true. Our website is harryhogfootball.com, harryhogfootball.net. You go on there. The PayPal link is just down on the left. Just scroll down for a while. You'll see it uh, down there at the Help Harry Donate. Um, if you go to Amazon, you can also jump through our website to Amazon, and we get a little cut. It doesn't cost you anything. helps keep Harry Hog Football afloat. It helps us buy those little... Uh, Bottles of Jim Beam that we sneak into the stadium. Yeah. And we appreciate that very, very much. Speaking of, I think I saw the other day that it's only 100 days till football season. I saw that as well. 100 days till the opening day game, the very first one, for real. The thing that sucks about opening day for us is this year we have to wait till the Monday game. Ah. And it's going to be late. Oh, we have the second game? I think so. No, you... we can't have the second game. The second game's got to be a West Coast game. We're going to be up. We're going to be up so late. No, I think we have our games at like 7.30 is what they said. Oh, that's not bad. I don't think there's two games that that week because they've got one on Thursday. They have the opening one on Thursday, or is it on? No, they kept it on. Did they keep it on Thursday, but they had to move it because the Orioles owner wouldn't give up? a home game so the Ravens could have a home game or something like that. It's something messed up. A little shot to uh, Roger Goodell, the dictator, and NFL, someone from baseball, kind of stuck it to him. Even if it is that jerk owner of the Orioles. What? I don't understand how that would stick it to him. Why can't they just have a home game anyway? Because then... There's some reason that they can't. I don't know if it's a... If it's a, a, a... There's some kind of agreement that they have where they can't do that. So I don't know what the, all the ins and outs are on that. Um, maybe David Lee, our, our first longtime original sponsor, um, Emeritus has an idea on that. I don't know. Maybe Desmond Lee does. Maybe one of our listeners does. You can email us at harryhogfootball.com the Lee, or tweet at us at Harry Hog. The Lee and Lee Esquires. The Lee and Lee Esquires. One Emer- Emeritus. 
So, uh, in any event, dudes. Shall I turn my attention to the itinerary? I guess so. We need to get somber here for just a minute, as a matter of fact, with the itinerary. Aaron, as you can see on there, I know we, uh, we touched on a little bit of this just before we started. But we do have a couple of uh, members of... Redskins. Redskins Nation, of the Redskins family that passed away uh, just recently here in the last week or so. One of them, the first one we'll, we'll talk about here first, is uh, Bill Austin, who was the Redskins coach in 1970. He took over after Lombardi passed away after his first year in D.C. Um, he was the Steelers head coach for three years, and he was a, a player and offensive coordinator with Lombardi for 11 years total, and an all-pro guard with the Giants in the 50s. He was, he was a football man. Um, he, had a, he had a tough road there. His last year as a head coach was the year after Lombardi uh, passed on. And, you know, it's kind of hard to follow up someone that great. So, you know, he ended up being Lombardi, him, and then george allen so tough year that year for them but he passed away and uh i don't know i don't know what else we can really say about mr bill austin aaron do you have anything to add to that um nope all right moving on to the next one sack master sack the man who invented the term the deacon deacon jones Passed away just yesterday, as a matter of fact. Um, he was 74. He bo- Man, if you guys have seen him in the last couple of years, and there's a picture up on the website of him with LeVar Arrington just, just uh, in the last couple, from the last couple of years. Um, man, he, he was 74, but he, he looked really, really, his body was so broken down. But apparently, even up till the end, he was a man who could command a room just like he commanded his way on the... Uh, on the field, one of the most devastating defensive ends of all time. And if they had had sacks as a statistic when he started, he would probably be the sack leader of all time in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Most likely. I mean, he invented the term, but they didn't start recording him until, what, the 80s, 1980 or something like that, technically. Did it say what he passed away from? Um... They said he passed away from natural causes in his Southern California home. But, I, I mean, did, he was broken down in a wheelchair. He was, he was, you know. I was kind of struck when I was reading that article that it said the other three guys in the fearsome foursome from the, what is it, the Rams? Rams, yeah, the L.A. Rams, which were who were coached by George Allen. There was only one dude that's still alive, and the other dudes died like pretty early, like in their late 60s, early 70s, which is... Well, they were such beasts. It was so much. The game was so much more physical in a sense. I mean, they're doing so many things for safety nowadays. And even ten years ago, we've been bitching about how the game has changed since the '80s when we were really growing up and watching football uh, a lot. And just imagine. I mean, you know, they had to get Deacon Jones was so good at the head slap that they had to they had to outlaw his favorite move because he was so good at it and he was so devastating on the field with it, kind of like the Hangman. Yeah, they keep they they uh, Chris Hanberger. They outlawed his move. They outlawed Deacon Jones's move. Yeah, but Deacon Jones. A lot of people don't know he did play for the Redskins his very last year. He came over to play with George Allen, and uh, once again to reunite, I guess you could say, with George Allen at the end of his career. And uh, only played. It's kind of like Lombardi. He was only here for one year, but you know it was a good year, and he actually. 
Um, I'm going to have a little piece of trivia about him at the end of the podcast in the hog slop. Um, something that was really kind of funny, which is a story I've heard before, but I had completely forgotten about. But it's a little funny story to tag on there. I but, also heard that um, at Redskins Park this week, the uh, flag, the Redskins flag was at half mast. Yeah, Deacon Jones was really close with the Allen family. And of course, Allen the Bruce uh, is you know the son of, of the great George Allen. So he actually had a quote. Um, I think the best quote that comes from uh, what he said in the press about Deacon Jones passing away is, uh, quote, Deacon Jones was one of the greatest players in NFL history. Off the field, he was a true giant. His passion and spirit will continue to inspire those who knew him. He was a cherished member of the Allen family, and I will always consider him my big brother. Allen the Bruce. Allen the Bruce. I thought that was a really good quote. And, and, and you know, I think there's definitely... I, I can't even begin to, to understand how, you know, close their families were and everything like that from the days in the Rams when he was a child, Alan DeBruce, basically, you know, or in the 60s, I should say. And and looking up to guys like Deacon Jones and Merlin Olson and all those guys. And, and, and obviously, Deacon Jones meant a lot to, to Bruce Allen. So, you know, sad day, sad day for Redskins fans and sad day definitely for, for football fans in general. Yep, sorry, I was yawning. Um, dude. Anyway, on to a dude. happier note. Yeah. We got some news from the OTAs. Guess what? RG3 was throwing the ball, and he picked his nose once on the sideline. Big news, big news. RG3 is moving. To a big house, and there's some <laughs> people that are jealous about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard about that, too. <laughs> They're so dumb. Was that a breach report? It I don't remember. I I saw something about it. There was some dudes like all worried that RG three's blowing all of his money, and I was like, hold on. They were like, he spent two point five million dollars on his house. I was like, hold on, hold on. He got like twenty one and a half million dollars for last year, right? Or is that for his whole contract? That, that's his his like his whole contract to start. All right, not including like a not Adidas including any endorsements. Yep. Anyway, I was like. And so all the free stuff he got for Bed Bath and Beyond. So he's spending like what, ten less than ten percent of his salary on a house. Tell me someone else that spent less than ten percent of their salary on a house. Yeah, yeah. And then say that he's living beyond his means. <laughs> he's blowing all of his money. It's like, dude, he's got Adidas. He's got Subway. He's making millions in endorsements he already. Can, he can afford a two million dollar house. Yeah, just yeah. like. Well, and you know, if he's in trouble, his his wonderful soon to be wife can have a bake sale. Speaking of, did we talk about the handwritten notes? Dude, dude, you're gonna try to put me in a bad mood now. I'm a little pissed at uh good old Chris Cooley. Once again, we gotta bring it back up, folks. We gotta bring it back up. Did Josh call it that he was Josh gonna handwrite some it. notes? Mm-hmm. He did. Chris Just Cooley like we said. did not give us a thank you note for the, the wedding gift. Rings we sent the wedding his... gift. The wedding gift that we sent him and Christy Cooley now divorced. Yeah. So in in addition of it being a bad omen, it also means you don't get a baby gift, which isn't going to happen anyway. Since, <laughs> but if you didn't hear, there was at least one fan who um, sent RG three and his wife a or fiance 
a uh, welcome mat for their house, and LG3 hand-wrote a note back to them. Apparently, he hand-wrote a note to everyone um, that sent them wedding gifts, that got them, that bought them gifts off their wedding registry at Bed Bath & Beyond. Where did you see that? I saw it on multiple news sources. Oh, I didn't see everyone. I just saw the one, but okay. Yeah, they said that he sent handwritten notes to everybody. Now, I don't know if he really did it or if his wife did it. Um, well, the one they had a picture of looked like probably his wife or someone did it, but then it looked like he signed it at the top part of the card. Yeah. That's probably what it was because, you know, she's probably got a little bit more free time than he does because he's trying to, you know, rehab as an NFL quarterback. She's like, Robert, come sign all these cards. She's like, I'll write them all. <laughs> Honey, we write all these cards for me. I'll just sign them. Yeah, it was like, out of the kindness of your heart, you sent us a welcome mat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's got to be just like blown away, you know. That's, I mean, that's just got to be phenomenal to, to. I, I don't know anything about her at all, but just to have lived here in Virginia for one year, and and just just all the accolades and all. I mean, we are some of the best sports fans I think in the world. We so many of us have stuck with this team through all the crap of the last twenty years. Tried and true, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a true Redskins fan, and you know what that means. And for all these fans, you know, if RG3 was the quarterback in Kansas City, you think they would have bought him all that stuff at Bed Bath & Beyond? No. If he was the quarterback in Dallas? Ugh. I can't believe I even just said that. Or even but, worse, Philadelphia. Or uh-huh. Philadelphia. Are you kidding me? They'd be sending him, like, bags of poop or something and, and calling him a bum. Because he's like got, he hurt, got hurt or something. Yeah. Speaking well, it was of, like that guy said that we talked about last week, who was like, who sent one of the guys they they talked to, who sent him a gift. He was like, "I've, I've the Redskins have pretty much sucked my entire life. He's fine. This is the best year I've had as a Redskins fan in my entire life. I felt like I should do something for him." Speaking of, um, wait, what were you? Oh, Philadelphia. <laughs> what was up with Donovan McNabb this week trying to give RG3 some more advice? Dude, McNubb needs to go crawl under a rock and quit like acting like people care about him, like he's still relevant. I don't know what that's all about. There was an article all, like, that you I sent want a me mentor. about it. I want a mentor, number three. And there's a quote. There's a great quote on here, which pretty much sums up exactly why we hate him. And he says, quote, <laughs> I mean, Dion has been doing it. Michael Irvin has been doing it. So why can't I talk to the guys? Well, one dude, because... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> you are a loser, sir. Yeah. Number two, who are you talking about? Are you talking about Daryl Green uh, helping to mentor Richard Crawford, who is uh, looking like he's doing really well in the OTA so far and could have, you know, could definitely be a contributor this year? Are you talking about Daryl Green helping people out? No, you're talking about Deion Sanders and Michael Irvin. Cowboys. We don't want to hear about these guys and your dumb eagle ass wanting to help RG3. You know how to help RG3? Stay the F away from him. Don't talk to him. Don't call him. Don't try to borrow his microwave. I don't want to hear it. Go away. Thank you. Cut! McNabb, we didn't even get that draft pick for him. Ridiculous. The dream team. Oh man, yeah. I just, just why? 
you know, he's trying to be a, a TV personality, McNubb, but everyone can has seen through in the last couple of years, they've seen through that fake facade he always had in Philadelphia. We know that he just hates Mike Shanahan, and he's trying, this, this, like, advice. He hates Washington. This advice is just, like, because he feels slighted by Washington. So yeah. It's, like, you know, backloaded with venom. Venom. <laughs> backloaded. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. McNubb, go away. We don't care about you in Washington. Period. Just go away. Go away. All right. Other news from the OTAs. Uh all the picks are signed are holdout Jordan Reed. Holdout. But from what I read, he wasn't really a holdout. It was that he signed later because he went to some kind of rookie I think it might have been that thing that Joe Gibbs invented, the rookie thing where you learn not to spend all your money. <laughs> so he wasn't Fair. even in town for like a week or something. Well, yeah, and you can't really hold out in the NFL anymore because of the new way the contracts work. I mean, there's a set parameter for everything from the first number one pick, one, one, you know, first round, number one, all the way down to Mr. Irrelevant. There's a set amount of money with a little bit of give in either direction. There's a lot of a, a lot of the stuff people used to put in their, their contracts they can't do anymore. The contracts have been very simplified and streamlined for rookies. So it was more like thing. I think it was more like he just hadn't gotten around to getting it signed. Yeah, exactly. I think you're exactly right. He's like he's like, All right, I'll I'll get to it eventually. I mean OTAs aren't for another week. So anyway, he signed uh R G three, from what I understand, has been throwing the ball uh fairly well and he's been I, I I believe I heard that he was sprinting. They said he's been sprinting. They're trying. They, he's not allowed to do cuts and stuff like that, or yet. explosive, explosive moves, sprinting or something like that. He can't do anything explosive. He cannot have Mexican for lunch and then do jumping squats. I don't know. I just hope jerk. he takes it easy, dude, because we cannot have a setback. Exactly. And if you've seen any footage of him. He looks like he put on, like, I don't know, maybe 10 pounds, maybe huh. 5 to 10. Like, he looks stronger. He looks a little bit bigger in his upper body, which is good because he needs to be able to absorb these hits. <laughs> Did you hear that? What was that? <laughs> no one's hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were what's-his-face from the uh, the manager of the White Sox from before. What's-his-face? No, I got all defensive, like all of a sudden it was a fan of another team trying to say that our quarterback was going to get hit, and I was just like, <laughs> Ain't no one going to hit RG3. I was like, Pff. only thing he's going to be hitting is Garcon in the end zone. Mm, they're, they're, they're trying to hit something. They're going to be hitting the ground while RG3's running by him. I know. Running Especially away if from- they're the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Longest run since by a quarterback since, like, when was it? I don't know. And we didn't even get our ago. draft pick from the Vikings for that trade from man, man no cut. Please. In any event, three. Three is throwing. He's throwing to Garcon and Morgan. Fred Davis is expected back by week one as well. I think Fred Davis is the biggest question mark of all three of these guys. Oh perfect. yeah, dude, because his Achilles tendon. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for NFL receiver type guys to come back from. I know he's a tight end for the three of these guys who just said he's not a receiver. He's really we know, a, dude. We know so much more about football. 
football than those guys. He's not a receiver. <laughs> he's he's a tight end. Like, if you know much, much more about football than us, then, then you know a little bit because we don't know anything. We Garcon. know one thing. Fred Davis is a question mark because that Achilles injury, usually when people come back from that, they're still not quite as good for a while. Yeah, that, 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 it takes a long time to come back from that because that's, that's a really important spot. I mean, you know, that dude back in Greek time. And am I wrong? It, <laughs> got dude, hit there and he died. I mean, come on. Am I wrong or is it like 10 or 15 years ago, if you snapped your Achilles, you were pretty much done? I don't know if 10 or 15 years ago, maybe a little bit more. When we were kids. I don't know, I know. as much about that or I might be thinking, I don't know. Well, back when we were kids, there was never like ACL or MCL or anything. It was just you blew out your knee. Oh, he blew out his knee. He's done. <laughs> He's done for life. He's done. And now it's like he blew out his knee. He'll be back in nine months to a year. Or he'll be back in six weeks because it was just his MCL. Or his UCL. Or some, his UCL. some CL you never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's three ball catchers for the Redskins that are not 100%. Morgan says he's 100%, but other sources are saying he's almost 100%. Garcon is getting there. Both those guys apparently had labrums, shoulder surgery in the offseason. Yeah, I was going to bring up labrum. That's like a new word I've been hearing a lot in the last five years, too. Yeah, labrum, I think, actually. I'm not sure. Could be labrum, labrum. But there, Is there a doctor in the house? But his labrum isn't the big problem. It's still his toe. Yeah, well, he did not have a, a off-season surgery on that toe, Garcon. So how's that going to like heal naturally? I'm worried about that toe. I'm a, little, I'm a little worried about that toe myself. I can get you a toe. Get you a toe <laughs> with nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> you want a toe? I can get you a toe by four o'clock. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Join my coffee. Anyway, um. Yeah, Fred Davis I'm a little concerned about. Garcon I'm really concerned about. I'm I'm most concerned about Fred Davis. What's wrong with Josh Morgan? Well, he had he had shoulder surgery a couple uh, months back. And then Garcon had it as well. What about on, Wilson? But he didn't get his his uh uh his toe done. And what about Josh Wilson? What about Josh Wilson? Did he have surgery? I don't know. Cuz this link Josh on the website here says Josh Wilson recovering from off-season surgery. You sure you didn't mix up Morgan with Wilson? I think I may have. Because I always mix them up in name only. You know what? I think I did. No, I had another link. Hold on. I'm going to try to find that link. He's trying to clarify this for people. I'm trying to clarify this. See? You see? You see what happens when Josh is not here to give us all this information like he's supposed to? But quite possibly, quite possibly the person that I'm most concerned about not coming back 100% is Brian Arakpo. Well, Brian Arakpo has just in the last few days said that he is 100% ready to go, which, which is what he said like three weeks ago. So I don't know why he keeps telling everyone he's 100%. I'm not really... No, but he also going. was 100% before last season in like the first game he got injured again. Yeah, so that's that's a little uh, interesting. Because if you look at the stats from last year when our defense was horrible and we were like 28th in the league, the year before with Brian Arakpo, yeah, we were like 13th. He's a huge sack machine. <laughs> we need a huge sack machine in there. 
We do. We need him there. With our I crappy agree 100%. De- with our crappy, it was just like we said before last season. Our cornerbacks and secondary are going to be horrible. Especially, at least we have Brian Arakpo back. And then what happened? Because remember, our whole plan was, well, they're going to put tons of pressure on the quarterback, so the secondary won't have to cover people as long. Right. But then Arakpo got injured right away. We need him back. I agree. I agree. I'm and wearing character. his jersey week one, by the way. Right, and like you were saying, you know, we're we're characters apparently had that setback, and you said uh, before we started the cast that it seems like it's been that way for a couple of weeks, and they're being really uh, tight-lipped about this stuff. We were talking about uh, Josh Morgan slash Wilson um, recovering from the off-season surgery. Who is it? I don't know yet. It's one of the Joshes. <laughs> anyway, the whole character thing, what I heard about that was that he should be back by... Um, what mini camp should have i think he should have should have been back but he's been bumped back because of that you know what i mean so it may be longer than that now oh and this just in in case you guys didn't hear dr james andrews has declared <laughs> that rg3 and adrian peterson are both superhuman superhuman it's because he wears that hat in layman's terms, or in sportscaster's terms, that translates to specimen. <laughs> <laughs> He's a specimen. All right, I am still scanning for this uh, article I was looking for here, but I cannot find it right now. I'm not going to waste time on it. doesn't it. matter. Anyway, one of the Joshes is recovering from surgery. We're not sure who. It might be Josh Allen, for all we know. Josh Allen has bronchitis this evening, by the way. He said that he's on roids and antibiotics. Roids. Roids. Yeah. So he might be having a rage. So you're saying that Josh has missed tonight's podcast due to performance-enhancing drugs? Uh, Steroids, yeah. Performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, man, we have a controversy. We have a controversy here at Harry Hog Football. We don't have a policy about that. Well, that's right. You can take whatever you want if you work for Harry Hog Football. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> apparently if you would like to smoke crack before we go on the air it is a-okay as long as we get our rent paid on friday that's right we 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 often get emails saying they think people think we are on crack as a matter of fact yeah. usually because we do stuff and mix up josh wilson and josh morgan the joshes i will i will try to quell, uh, uh clarify that for next week but i swear i thought it was i thought i saw something on josh morgan having an issue, and then, yeah, well, meh. What's a good word with one of our most promising rookies from No, Josh year? Morgan had a... No, no, never mind. What's the good word about one of our most promising rookies from last year, Keenan Robinson? Keenan Robinson has been a... He is going... You remember he got hurt last year, right when we were just starting to talk about him, being like, this Keenan Robinson guy is actually pretty good. He might have a future here, Yeah, right? Yeah, he got injured, yeah. And then he got injured. But they're saying he's going to be cleared to start practicing again in one to two weeks, so that's a pretty big deal. And Richard Crawford was stepping it up there at the end, even though he Richard. was he was kind of a uh, shining, able to shine amongst dull Yeah, rocks Dick Craw. We like, like to call him Dick Craw. Around here. We do. We do. We do. Don't we? You might. Dick Crawl 
is having himself a good OTA so far, as they're saying. They say that his uh, they say that he seems to be improving greatly, and and Shanahan is a big fan because he's been doing a lot of film study, um, and it's showing. So that's pretty cool. And he apparently goes to the same church as Darryl number twenty eight. That's right. So maybe Daryl Green is not all in with Dallas as previously reported because he's helping Richard Crawford uh, step his game up, son. Awesome. Yes, sir. Anyway. So, let's see. Do we have anyone else we need to talk about? <sighs> I don't know, but we still have a long offseason to talk about. Them. Yeah, we sure do. We're still kind of in the taint. I mean, all it is is OTAs. Some guys are injured, and they're just throwing the ball and chucking and catching. And other guys are working out, lifting a lot of weights, and throwing the ball and chucking and catching. A few people are kicking. Like Bacardi Rambo. Bacardi Rambo. Anyway, we need to uh, probably take a little break here when we come yeah, back. Yeah. We'll wrap this thing up and talk about a few little things. Um, get some hog slop in there. Anyway, this is just this is going to be a short little break here, so don't go away. Oh, man. What? I was gonna jump to the. Uh, I was gonna run to the. Uh, to the head, bathroom. Man, you can wait till this is over. <sighs> I. I'll do the dance. Do this a little is dance. Kenny Can from Canada, and you are listening to Harry Hog Football. Uh, sorry, dudes. <laughs> In a world where Dallas fans roam the streets. And it's generally unsafe to look into the skies at night because you realize you're looking at stars. Stinking blue stars. I only mention it because sometimes there's a man. The Redskins look I won't say a hero because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. Love the Redskins. And I'm talking about Desmond C. Lee. Oh, well, it is. Sometimes there's a man, well, he's a man for his time and place. Yep, that's Desmond. Thank you, Desmond C. Lee, 2013 benevolent sponsor of Harry Hogg Football. Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter because Desmond C. Lee 1 was already taken. Hey, dude, don't go away, man. Come on, this affects all of us, man. Twitter. For basic freedom. Finish my coffee. I'm staying. I'm finishing my coffee. You're wasted. You don't want to know. I can get you a toe. (laughs) I can get you a toe by 3 o'clock with nail polish. Oh, wait, are we back? We're back. Do we have music? Oh, yeah, hold on. Old school. All right, we're back. We're back. Old school music. Going old school with old school 300 plus Daryl Green. If anyone can name that song and the artist. It is not the LaVitra song. If anyone can name that song and artist. Send it in to me because it's one of my favorite artists of all time. So I, I could see Will groove into this, dude. It is not the Levitra song. It is not the uh, not the uh, two bathtub song. 
No. I heard that song when I was at Total Wine and Beer once playing. Yeah. It was actually lyrics to it. It was some lady like all lounge jazz. That's singing, not the like, same ah! song. There's no lyrics to this song. No, it's not the same song, but Josh seems to think it is often. Right. I have an update on Josh Morgan, the wide receiver. What is it? I've 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 done some crack research. And uh, we did talk about how he had a procedure on his right ankle in the past. Um, and he also had torn ligaments in both of his hands. Um, uh, some oh, yeah, we talked about said that. it was his thumbs. But he is questionable for the start of training camps as well. But they say they do expect him to be 100% by the time the season starts. So mm-hmm. I knew I saw something on Josh Morgan. I just... Hey, John well, Will- I did, Josh I did what Wilson. you always do. I got him, I, I, him and Josh Wilson confused. And Josh Wilson had the labrum. Josh Wilson had the labrum. Um, if you talk to Shanahan, um, he's, Shanahan's keeping a lot of this stuff close to the vest and doing things all Belichick style because we know Garcon had shoulder, in, shoulder surgery on his labrum and, and asked Shanahan about it. He's like, he had a chest procedure. Because you know how they always say like every week Tom Brady's got like an elbow injury? Yeah, and he's questionable, like or probable or something, like every time and every whatever they say he has or any other players are injured, it's almost never that, unless they think they're going to deke you by by making you think. Well, they say his knee's bad; it must be something else when he has a bad knee. A chest procedure. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Shanahan's been keeping a lot of that stuff close to the vest, which I kind of like as a Redskins fan. Um, as someone who plays a lot of fantasy football, such as the commissioner of the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League, the HHFFFL, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a pain in the butt. But, but zero time defending champion. I just said butt twice in a row. Zero time defending champion. That's BS. I've won that league before. <laughs> Son, I don't remember. I was the inaugural winner of that league. When we like, still need 2006, to put two thousand and six. What? I think so. The first year. Senior of a six or seven year drought. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not doing too well lately. I'm a dynasty. I'm only one year removed from championships. You're a dynasty from your first year. You won your first championship two years ago. You're a dynasty. Dude, I'm a dynasty. <laughs> I got a dynasty. Watch this year. <laughs> I'm going to bring the dynasty back home to Cool Mountain. We may need to post a picture of the Harry Hog Football Fantasy Football League David uh, David Lee, Lee Memorial Trophy. We're supposed to. Have. I'll take one. It's on my desk at work, and everyone always gets mad, all the higher-ups, because it takes up like a two-by-two two square. It's massive. This trophy is so huge. I mean, it's not like Stanley Cup massive, but for a fantasy football trophy, if you see it, you're just like, dang, that thing's big, and it's hefty. Yeah. But it's- dudes... The football, fantasy football, is uh, we will be sending out invites in the near future for all those who were in the league last year, unless you're the one who got relegated. And Who got means, relegated? I can't remember. i got to go look it up. Josh? Or was he already relegated? <laughs> Josh is like, like relegated automatically. Josh has been relegated for four years because he never paid attention in the first place. He's automatically relegated every year. To his team. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So anyway, yeah. So there you go. Balls. Uh, do we really have to talk about this? Well, I thought this was an interesting point that you might uh, you might enjoy talking about, actually. No, I'm done. I'm done talking about the Redskins and why they should or should not change their name because some dude got offended somewhere that's not even Native American. Okay. Well, you know, just 
I just want to make a point that out of the 541 total members of Congress in the House of Representatives and the Senate, 10 want the Redskins to change their name. Well, maybe the other 531 have like real laws to work on. Yeah, and real life problems. Yeah. Um, well, you know, maybe some retired people might have something to say about it, such as the retired chief of the Patawamak tribe who said he will be offended if the Redskins do change their name as a huge Redskins fan. Yeah, it's you ridiculous. Know, the tribe, Patawamak of uh, Virginia. So, have you ever that was seen that show Portlandia? I have not seen it. Well, anyway, it's all those people on there that are complaining about it. Really? Just watch it once on Netflix. Just watch 10 minutes of it, and you'll know the kind of people. It sounds awfully uh, green. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Right. You, you phased out there. Someone went out for a second. That was weird. It sounds like an awfully uh, crunchy granola kind of show. Oh, it's like the Lord Michaels dude from Saturday Night Live, and they're oh, pretty yeah, much yeah. joking Portland. Portland, Oregon. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Portland, Oregon. It's, it's definitely Portland, yeah, Oregon. Yeah, because it's that whole, like, <laughs> you know, it's that whole, like, coffee Hello? The whole coffee thing. Can you still hear me? Are you fading? You might be fading in and out there, dude. Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. I did have a fade in and out for a second. Well, it's because you were joking those guys from Portlandia. They control things, you know. Anyway, just watch yeah. like five minutes of it. You'll know who I'm talking about. Those are the people that are probably complaining about this. Anyway, what do we have next on here? Um, yeah, I saw this. I didn't even read the article because I just saw the headline. Joe Gibbs, the ninth best coach of all time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's got three ESPN, Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Yeah. ESPN put out a list, or they're putting out a list of 20, 20 um, best 20 coaches of all time in the NFL. And they've gotten down to number eight, who, of course, is Tom Landry. They put him again ahead of Joe Gibbs. How many by, Super Bowls did he win? At, at least three. No. No. He won... Two. Joe Gibbs won three. We beat them twice in the NFC Championship game. Once with Joe Gibbs. I didn't think he'd won more than Joe Gibbs. I have a problem with that. How is Tom Landry ahead of the Redskins if the Redskins went to four Super Bowls and won three and Tom Landry took the Cowboys to, I don't know how many, but he only won two? I don't know. I have a problem with that. But then again, they put Jimmy Johnson at 13, and some guy from ESPN has a note on there that he should have been number one. But, you know, if that guy worked for me, I'd fire him. I don't even want to go into this. Yeah, because that's what these lists are all about. They're all about getting uh, people to talk. That guy should be higher than him. Yeah. Well, we know number one's going to be Lombardi. No doubt. And if it's not, then ESPN might as well just, like, close. It might be Bilicic. That would be that would just be stupid. Belichick would be on there. Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs is actually just ahead of Curly Lambeau, Bill Parcells, John Madden, and Jimmy Johnson. And fair enough. Mike Shanahan is number nineteen. <laughs> he might move up a little bit if he keeps RG three healthy a few more years. Uh huh. If he does. So anyway, that's something. If you guys want to check it out, there's a nice little video on ESPN. If you look it up. Uh, the whole thing. There's a nice little video on, on Joe Gibbs where people are on there. Doug Williams is especially uh, uh, interesting the way he talks about what what how he and Gibbs used to study film and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. 
So anyway, that was a little note to throw in here since we are in the uh, we are in the uh, taint of the off season. But we're getting closer. 100 days. I think now it's what 99 or 98 days to the uh, to the first game. So speaking of, I need to check into those tickets for the uh, for the game Packers game. Ambo Field. Yes, it's gonna sir. be rough. If any of you dudes yeah. wants to make a uh, Harry Hog football contribution, then man, I cut out again. Then give us a ring a ding ding or yes, sir seven seven Harry Hog. Send us some email Redskins fan at harryhogfootball dot com. Give us a tweet at Harry Hog. That's right. That's right. I can't wait. All right, dudes. Um, one more quick note. The Redskins added a scout and an assistant to the team. Former Denver Broncos defensive coordinator Larry Coyer is in now a scout with the Redskins. Or he could, you know, take over for what's-his-face as the defensive coordinator, Haslett, maybe one day, right from the scouting department. I don't know if I really I see that. I thought he already was a scout in Denver. Yeah, well, he used to be the defensive coordinator in Denver. Oh, okay. But then he moved to scouting, and I, I really don't see him leaving the Boy Scouts. Oh, wait, he mean, they mean football scouting. He probably yeah. got old, dude. How old is the dude? Yeah, I know, right? That's probably what it is. He's like, I don't want to do it. I just want to travel around and be like, hey, that kid's good. Yeah, like when football coaches get old, they become scouts. Yeah, yeah, because they get to just sit there and watch football. It's like an honorary type thing. Yeah, yeah. And they also hired a former Michigan assistant coach, Aubrey Pleasant, as an offensive assistant. Well, isn't that pleasant? Ah, that's nice. It wasn't immediately clear which area of the offense that Pleasant will work with. The jock straps? I don't know. (laughs) Here's your athletic supporters, boys. Here you go. (laughs) Here you go. Oh, Cofield, you need a big one. (laughs) You're a big boy. You need a big support. (laughs) Let me just slap that on there. Uh, he co-fielded him. Oh my! He, yeah, Cofield would totally co-field him if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> that Ron Pleasant me, guy folks, better you look do out. Not be, you do not want to be co-fielded by Cofield. I'll be present. <laughs> I'll be pleasant. <laughs> I'll be pleasant. Better watch out. Uh huh. You do not want to be co-fielded. Yeah. All right. I guess we can get into the hog slap as we go through here. Finish up the night. All right, let me get some end music on here. Yeah, we need some hog slap music. This music's awesome. How about this music? How about this music? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very interesting choice this evening. On a night where Josh is out because he's uh, suspended for performance enhancing drugs. I'm the walrus. I'm the walrus. Shut up, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. So we know about McNubb bothering us. Fullback Eric Katani, who is that guy that played for Navy and got drafted by the Patriots, um, has finished his his duty. He's on uh, sick. <laughs> he is on. Um, what is he in? He's in the reserve. He's in the reserves. And he finished his his three years that he had to do, and then he didn't. Then he did. Then he didn't. Then he did. Anyway, he's in the reserves, and he got promoted to lieutenant. He's on the Redskins practice squad right now. And Shanahan actually pinned his lieutenant bars on his uniform at Redskins Park at a ceremony, which I didn't know civilians could do that, but that's cool. So he went to Navy, right? He went to Navy, and he got drafted, and there was a big stink about it because it was like, are they going to let him out of his three years 
um, and be a quote unquote ambassador for the Navy. And, and they, they said, not. no, he had to serve. But then after like a year or two years, they were like, okay, he can do that. And he went to the Patriots and they cut him last at the, at the very end of the training camp. They cut him last year and the Redskins picked him up on our, on our practice squad. Yeah. See, yeah. the interesting thing is, don't we run a lot of those Navy-style uh, offensive plays now? Isn't that what they... That's more Army-style, I think. You're thinking, like, running in the pitch and everything. I think Navy is a lot more normal, quote-unquote, nowadays, if I remember correctly. But it might be. Who knows? I don't know. I only watch Navy once a year, and that's when they beat Army. All right, anyway. <laughs> Dude, Theismann wants LeBron James to be a quarterback in the NFL after he leaves the NBA, and he wants to be his agent. And then, I don't know, use what's that thing he does that he advertises for all the time? Uh, some kind of Lapresia or something? Lapresia, some kind. <laughs> hair treatment? Some kind, no, it's not for hair. It's for a super beta prostate. Prostate gland treatment. Super beta prostate. That's what he does. So then LeBron James could be sponsored by super beta prostate. And the quick story about Deacon Jones. The last game of the season, 1974, his last game. At the end of the game, they sent him on to kick an extra point, And he banked it in off the uprights. Redskins 42, Bears 0. The only offensive point he ever scored at the NFL. Take that, Bears. Love that. How cool is that? That's how cool George Allen is. PR of the week, Washington Redskins. Donovan McNabb offers RG3 the advice he never asked for. Yeah. Which is actually kind of funny. I thought that was actually a pretty good one. They didn't have any ridiculously horrendous ones like five reasons why RG3 sucks or anything stupid like they usually do. Thanks to our benevolent sponsor, Desmond C. Lee Esquire. Our longtime benevolent sponsor. If you would like to follow him on Twitter, you can follow him at Desmond C. Lee 2 because Desmond C. Lee 1 was hacked. Sir. All right, dudes. Hail to the Redskins. Hopefully Josh will be back from the suspension for PEDs next week. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, if you see a Cowboys fan this week, you know what to do. Joker! Joker!